Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Burns and Gambo talk Suns Clippers. Now. And the game is over. And the L.A. Clippers have come into Phoenix and taken game one of this playoff series. Again, the final. The Clippers 115 and the Phoenix Suns 110. A 50-second stretch that seemed forever. Yeah, it did. That seemed forever. It did. The Suns couldn't get that pause on the basketball to save their lives. Offensive rebound after offense. They got the, they got the Clippers to miss shots. I mean, that's the thing. Like they got the defense was good. They were they were they they were playing hard. The Clippers missed all the shots, but every time a shot went up, the Clippers were able to either grab a rebound or knock it off somebody, or the ball went off at DeAndre's foot, or the ball went off at DeAndre's head, or whatever it was. And the Clippers were able to maintain possession from one oh eight in the fourth quarter to seventeen point seven in yep. the fourth quarter. The Suns did not possess the basketball no. at all. And, and look, you've welcome me back to the Burns and Gambo show five o'clock hour, all that stuff. We've you you brought it up earlier. The, the Titanic sank because it ran into an iceberg. Yeah, there was one a, thing. There was a direct cause and effect relationship. Yeah. Run into an iceberg, sink the boat. The Suns didn't sink last night because they didn't possess the basketball from one oh eight until seventeen point seven seconds. Myriad of reasons why they lost. A whole bunch of reasons why they lost that game. But make no mistake, that's a big reason. That's a big part of what happened last night. Because if they maybe the biggest I would think it's maybe the the biggest. biggest. Because the game Chris Paul hits two free throws. So go back to my notes. He hits two free throws, it's one oh nine, one oh eight. Okay? Then you get the Clippers to miss a shot. You grab the ball, you got a chance to take the lead now. There's a minute left. But Russell Wilson grabs the rebound. Kawhi misses a shot. Russell Wilson grabs the rebound. You know, Book went to double Kawhi, and, he, and that's where he lost Westbrook. He had no idea where Westbrook was because he was doubling Kawhi. And then easy rebound. Then man misses a three. Okay, great. Grab the rebound. You're down one. You're ball. Let's go. Take the lead. But instead, Russ tips it off a DA, keeps the ball in L.A.'s possession. All right. All right. It's two. Then Russ misses a three. Okay, grab the rebound. Let's go. Down one. Go take the lead. But no. The man actually boxed out KD. The loose ball goes off of Aiden, and they get another possession. And then finally, Russell Westbrook gets fouled with 17.7 seconds left, makes both free throws, clippers up by three. So the shot clock, 50.3 seconds to be exact. Mm -hmm. The shot clock, the Clippers held possession for 50.3 seconds, and the Suns just grab one. You've got a chance to take the lead. You're down one. Instead, you're down three. Now, there was still a chance for them, but they weren't able to get it because Russell Westbrook blocked Devin Booker's shot. Yeah, and that was just as frustrating, too, and that was something, in case you missed it earlier in the show we talked about it you and I both we were both at the game we were both sitting next to each other in the press box along with Kevin Zimmerman and others and we were watching the game and when you're watching the game in real time and you're there you sometimes you don't notice all of it so a lot of times we rewatch we'll go back and rewatch it or parts of it I rewatched most of the fourth quarter this morning over my coffee and in real time what I didn't notice about Westbrook blocking Booker's shot in real time was Booker turning to argue with the referee after the block the block happens Booker turns to 
his left to say something to the ref. The play the is still, still going live. On. It's still the ball's going not on. out. Westbrook throws the ball off of Booker, and it's Clippers' ball. And that's where, again, we just Booker, I mean, we love you, Deep Book. We really, really do. Does every single non-call or call have to be argued and debated every single every, one? It you know? feels it's, like it's every one. It does. It feels like every single one. It feels one. like he complains. Like, you know, it feels like he complains at least half the time. But, but while the Clippers are making all these hustle plays, and, and you know, again, I know a lot of the, the frustration was directed at DeAndre Eaton. Ball goes off his hands. He's not blocking out. He's not getting rebounds. He wasn't even eight rebounds last night. DeAndre Eaton needs to do better than that. The whole end of the game was frustrating. Because think about two minutes earlier. Okay. Two minutes earlier. Go back to my notes here. Two minutes earlier. Or three minutes earlier. Kawhi hits a three. Kawhi hits another three. Eric yes. Gordon hits a three. Yeah, back to back to back threes. And all you're thinking if you're a Suns fan is, God, just get a stop. Get a stop and you can win this game, but you got to get a stop. you got to somehow stop the Clippers from scoring. You did that. Not once. Not twice. <clears throat> but three times. And you couldn't take advantage. It was so frustrating to watch. The first Kawhi three was wide open. Wide open. The second, the second Kawhi three was contested. Um, Tory left. He tried to help Chris Paul with Gordon. I don't know why you would try to leave and help Chris Paul with Eric Gordon, but you left Kawhi Leonard wide open. Um, I don't know why. And then Eric Gordon hits a three wide open. It was a wide open three. You know, we talk about the threes. We we haven't really talked about it today, but I always call it the great equalizer. Like if a team can hit threes, like that, that's how the Suns can lose. If a team is just the the Clippers made more threes than the Suns did. The yeah. Suns didn't take a lot of threes. Monty Williams was even upset about that. He said we need we need to take more. We didn't take enough three pointers, but the Clippers took more threes. And in the end. And, you know, I do think that there are times when the three is what beats the Sun. The Suns, Kawhi three, Kawhi three, Gordon three, 109, 103. They're up six. That gave them control of the game. And it wasn't even like a huge advantage for the Clippers last night. I think they made only four more than the Suns did. But in a game that that's, that's close, it's, it's, it's just enough, right? Yeah, that's 12 points. Monty today on the 19 three-point attempts by the Suns last Thought night. We played really slow. Uh, our start was slow. Uh, the ball movement wasn't where it needs to be. They had some weird lineups out there and weird matchups, and we just didn't um, identify fast enough on the fly. Uh, and that that's on me to get us in those spots to take advantage of. Uh, but a lot of it starts with getting a defensive stop. When we get a lot of our threes, they're in transition where we live at the rim or we shoot threes. 19 threes in a game like that, that's way too low. But back to the point about the threes, yeah. the two from Kawhi and Eric Gordon during that stretch, you, you were you were just begging for the Suns to force a defensive stop, and that you know that that final minute of the game, they did exactly what we needed them to do, exactly what had to happen. They got stops; they just couldn't take advantage of it. And that last minute was very fresh. Now, DeAndre Ayton, can he can he play? I, I, I know we're here. We go again. We're gonna have another conversation about DeAndre Ayton playing with force and playing with physicality and rebounding the basketball well. Dude didn't have one offensive rebound last night. He only had eight rebounds for the game. He went to the free throw line twice. There's just a a, a level of intensity that DeAndre Ayton at times does not play with. And during that 50-second stretch in the last minute of the game, it drove me crazy to watch him not be able to secure 
one rebound down there. Yeah. One. He made a jumper to make it 103-101. He hit a floater to make it 106-103. So he did contribute offensively in that fourth quarter with a couple of big baskets. They were important baskets. But the overall, look, overall, he got outplayed by Zubac. Yes, he did. You want to be a max player and get out, 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 outplayed by Zubac? That's like that's not good enough. You wanted to be a super a max guy, and you got your max contract. They matched it with the thought that, okay, the only guys that are really better than you are better than you were probably Embiid and Jokic. You need to be the third or fourth best center in this league. You can't get outplayed by the Clippers centers. You can't. Can't. You just can't. That, that can't happen. And it, what happened last night, I mean, because again, he's just, this is just, it, it's who he is. And it's a very frustrating thing that is, as long as he's a son, and we don't know how long he's going to be a son. I'm sure they would love to trade him if they could. As long as he's going to be a son, we are going to deal with these frustrations because yes. people don't you don't change like you don't you you could change for a couple of but, but then you're always going to revert back to who you are mm-hmm. who he is is he's a finesse player very skilled finesse player that's who he is yeah all right hit it man Arizona sports the local sports leader the hottest ticket in town fire fire it's going to be so much better tomorrow night, which is why our hottest ticket qualifier, Luis Alonso from Luis. Phoenix, is going to have a grand old time if he wins the tickets. Luis Alonso, you have 10 minutes to call, 602-260-9870, 602-260-9870 to qualify for Suns playoff tickets for tomorrow's game against the Clippers. If we don't hear from Luis within 10 minutes, we'll open up the phone lines to somebody else. Now, if you didn't hear your name, you still have time to qualify. Text TICKET to 620-620. Listen for your name tomorrow in the 7 a.m. hour, the noontime hour, or the 5 o'clock hour. Once again, Luis Alonzo from Phoenix. 10 minutes, 602-260-9870. When we come back, they literally gave up the farm in order to get him. And yet he took one shot in the last six and a half minutes of last night's game. Fix that, Phoenix Suns. Next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Burns and Gambo talk Suns Clippers now. I haven't really framed it like this, so I'm going to frame it like this right now. Like... I understand last night there were lots and lots of issues for the Suns in their game one loss to the Clippers. And as you put way back at 2 o'clock, look, it wasn't like the cause and effect of the Titanic hitting the iceberg. We know the iceberg caused the Titanic one to thing. sink. It was one thing. It, was it, one wasn't, thing. it wasn't just mm-hmm. one thing with the Suns last night. There were lots of things. But if I were to ask you, what's the one thing of all the things that happened last night that bugged you the most? What would be the one thing? Ooh, okay. Because um, I know what mine is. Because it's what we're about to talk about in this segment. But the offensive rebounding of the Clippers. Okay, is that yours? I mean, that, but it's a lot of them. I mean, that was a big factor in the game. But I would say the most important, to me, the most important thing would be the, the lack of touches for Kevin Durant in the basketball that's game. That would be, one, that should be number one. That's my number one thing. That, that should be it. It's not, it's not the reason why they lost. It's not the only thing that was happening. It's the it reason they didn't win. Um, it's it's th- not the reason they lost. You're right. You're onto something here. It's not the reason they lost. It is the reason they didn't win. 
they didn't, they deprived themselves of their best chance to win that game by having the ball in Kevin Durant's hands yeah. only once in the last six and a half minutes. Right. One of, of the greatest game. players in the history of the game touches the, has one shot in the final six minutes of the game. This is the guy you traded Jay Crowder, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, four first round picks, mm-hmm. a pick swap in the Grand Canyon for. <laughs> and you don't give him the, in the last six minutes, he's sitting in the corner waiting for, waiting to get the ball. Yep. Like, who thought of that? Yeah. Whose idea was that? And and tomorrow night, let's not do that again. Let's make sure let's make sure Kevin Durant gets some touches. Right. And gets some shots. Let's make sure that happens. It I mean, reminded me of the Purdue College basketball game. They've got a seven six center. <laughs> and they decided to shoot the ball twenty seven times. Like, who thought of that game plan? Wait, I got a 7'6 guy. He's the player of the year. But we're going to jack it up from three 27 times in a game or whatever it was. Like, that's just, that's stupid. Yeah. Who thought of having Kevin Durant in the game and not giving him the basketball? Listen to this soundbite, and it'll just drive you crazy. This is Durant after the game on on not getting the shots in clutch time. I think they did a good job, and I did get it. They put the trap on me, and I had to come off the ball. Um, but a lot of time I was facing there in the corner just waiting for it. It's providing space for my teammates. Uh, I think we got some good looks there in the fourth. We didn't knock some down, but you got to give credit to the Clippers. A lot of the times I was there in the corner just waiting for it, but my teammates got good shots. It's like, what? You're Kevin freaking Durant. You're not here to stand in the corner and wait for the basketball and wait for your turn like you're ordering no. turkey at the deli. No, every play should be. You should have the ball in your hands on every single possession. Yes. on every Because Kawhi did. There wasn't a possession in which Kawhi didn't have the ball. They made sure Kawhi was holding. Now we got double T. He got triple teams. Yes. And he found Eric Gordon with an incredible, like, pass for an open three. But he still had the ball. Had the ball in he every was possession. Still creating. Right. He was, he was deciding. He was determining the outcome of that game. Kevin Durant was not in a position to determine the outcome of that game. No. Because he was standing in the corner no, waiting a, for the ball. He had a great seat for the game. He had a better seat than most people. Like, he had a great view of all the action. But he wasn't in the action. It was incredible. Like, he, you know, you paid him so much money. You've you've traded everything for him, and yet you don't like. That's on Monty. Like that's on a that's on the players, but that's on Monty too. Like there's enough timeouts during a basketball game. You're like guys, you know Kevin Durant hasn't touched the ball in three possessions. Let's make sure that that ha- Kevin Durant has touched the ball. Yeah, I don't care if he doesn't shoot it, but he has to touch the ball because he's going to draw the double and the triple teams in the final minutes of the basketball now, game. I would even agree with you earlier that it wasn't even like the most special Kevin Durant game. It was he not. Had. He was not special he in this got- game. Off to a slow start. He was 0 for five. He was he was good. He wasn't great. But I, I, I'm I'm gonna ride or die with Kevin Durant the last six minutes of a basketball game and to see what he can do after everything. He's one of the best offensive players in the history of the league. I don't care if he's 0 for 12 going into the last six minutes of the game. Put the ball in his hands. See what he can do. See if he can win you the game. It, it just it. And then today, instead, DeAndre Ayton's taking shots. Chris oh. Paul's taking shots. Everybody's taking shots except for Kevin Durant. Yeah, and, and you it's know a what? big reason. They, it's it's a, it's a big reason they didn't win. It's it's like again, it, it's not the only reason, but it's the thing that bugged me the most. Like if you're gonna say what bugged you the most about that, that's it. That's the one that bothers me about last night. The offensive rebounding bothered me. Chris's performance bothered me. DeAndre's uh, performance. DeAndre's performance bothered the me. The bench. Josh Kogi not starting and Tory Craig that bothered me last night. Right, so that's Monty bothering you. Yeah, Monty bothered me last night. But no, but nothing bothered me more than Kevin Durant getting having a usage rate. 
so low it barely qualified in the last five minutes of the game. Give me those numbers. You got them. Those um, numbers are incredible. 7.7% usage rate or something like 7. that in the final? 7.7% usage rate in the last five minutes of that game. I mean, it's almost like he's the fifth guy on the team. That's the, that's the fifth guy on the team. Yeah. That's it, the fifth guy on the team's it, it, usage rate. And you know what? And that's what bugged me about specifically. You mentioned Chris Paul. Chris was running the offense in the last five minutes of the game as if it wasn't Kevin Durant in the corner. As if Kevin, like, like he was running the offense like it was the Suns of two years ago, or even the Suns of a year ago, and that they hadn't gone out and gotten this great force in Kevin Durant who needs to be reckoned with. You know, it was it was Chris Paul doing the two-man game. It was DeAndre Ayton taking shots. Some he hit, some he missed. It was Chris Paul missing not one, not two, but three different mid-range jumpers in the last five and a half minutes of that game. And it's almost like, hey, Chris... This isn't 2021 anymore, right? Like, it's not all on you to win this thing in the fourth quarter or in crunch time. You got Kevin Durant over there. Let's let's see what he can do with it. Let's see what, you know, it felt like everybody almost forgot Kevin Durant was on the floor. That can't happen in a moment like that. It just can't. No. I mean, it's so easy to get somebody the ball, too. It's so easy. You want to get somebody the ball, you can get him the ball. Now, you may not get the matchup you want, though, you know, with the defensive player guarding you, but you can always get Kevin Durant the ball, it's real easy. I mean, there's handoffs, there's there's screens, there's picks, there's tons tons of things that you can do to make sure that he touches the basketball. I'm going to let you know what Monty had to say about it in just a moment, but first... The hottest ticket in town. Fire! Fire! We did not get Fire. our caller. What? Lu- Luis did not call up. What happened to Luis? Come on, Luis! So, uh, we will now take caller number 10 at 602-260-9870. 602-260-9870. If you are caller number 10, you will be qualified to go maybe win tickets and see tomorrow's game two between the Suns and the LA Clippers. I wish you the best of luck. Here's Monty today on Kevin Durant, who has the license to play in attack mode all the time. I think he has the license to play in attack mode all the time. Three, two, he, he takes the right one. shots. He can get his shot off any time. Um, are there a few times where he could have taken the shot and not passed it? Yeah, but I don't want to get in his head. I, I think he's always trying to make the right plays. But he knows the right play is him shooting the ball, and everybody else knows that. I hope everybody else knows that. I, if, I hope everybody else knows that. He's there were I, I'd have to go back and watch it again. Maybe I will tonight for mm-hmm. fun. There were a couple of possessions where the ball didn't even find him. That can't happen. Not at the end of a basketball. Now they also have not you know, they also have not been in those situations to have practiced that. In the eight games they played, there were no real pressure situations. The Dallas game, but you might be able to. But the pressure situations of a meaningful game like that, when there's more pressure, they haven't been in those games with Kevin Durant. So that's that's a process of learning that hopefully they figured out after yesterday's game. Yep. We've got the Burns and Gambo Show podcast. You can subscribe on your iPhone or your Android. We'll digitally deliver the show to you like your favorite podcast. It's just there waiting for you. The Burns and Gambo Show brought to you by Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com and start packing. Here's another thing to talk about with last night. Depth. Clippers obviously had more of it. The Suns need to get better use of theirs. That's next. Burns and Gambo. 
Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Burns and Gambo talk Suns Clippers. Now. Did you see the uh, confrontation that Russell Westbrook got into with the guy? Oh, I sure did. Did uh, it, it came out that what the guy called Westbrook? Oh, no. Yeah, it's out. When is it? Uh, at halftime of the Clippers game, Russell Westbrook got into an altercation with a Phoenix Suns fan. The Phoenix Suns fan called him Westbrick. <laughs> yep. That, that's it? Yep. He, the fan called him Westbrick. That's it? Yes. He was. That's a good name. Westbrick. He was three for 19 shooting or a lot of bricks. Mm-hmm. Seems a little light, doesn't it? Listen, it Seems does. Like the kind of thing, if you're Russell Westbrook, that you probably shouldn't let get to you like that. Listen, if this crowd had any, if, the, if this crowd knew what they were doing tomorrow, they West would stay would do it. Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Did you see that Ty Lue, So I, I don't know if anybody Westbrook. knows the story about this. Yeah. Go ahead. So like people around the country are like, wait a minute. Opposing players have to walk through a lounge to get to the court. And Dwayne Rankin, AZ Central, did a really nice job of doing like a video tour on his Twitter account. No, in fact, Clipper players, visiting players, do not have to walk through this lounge to get to the court. It's a shortcut. Rather than go the long way around through the arena to get to the court the way they're supposed to, there's a shortcut where sometimes the players will like cut through this lounge because it's just easier than walking around. Saves them a minute. Saves them, yeah, saves them a couple of minutes, I think. It looks like it's a little bit of a long walk, but no big deal. They're professional athletes. You shouldn't be that big of a deal to walk. They only have so much time in that room. Apparently, Ty Lue has now told his players, yeah, take the long way. No more shortcuts. No take more, the long way home. Take, take the long way home. Take we're not, long we're not taking home. the shortcut through the lounge where they're going to call you West Brick mm. or any of those bad names or anything like that. So was it like people around the country legitimately thought, did the Suns design their arena to make opposing players walk no. through a bar to get to, you know, where they're walking past the patrons? No, it's just a shortcut to these we, I mean, We've been down there. It is a long It is a long way. If you go any other way, the Suns way is shorter. Yes. Right. If you go the other way, it's a because the Suns and the Clippers locker room is 30 yards away from each other. Give or take. Right. Yeah. Maybe a little more, but not much more. Yeah. 35 yards away. It's not that far to go from the Suns locker. But to get to the Suns, they're not going to go the same way as the Suns. You don't want the players walking with each other. Clippers go the long way. That's a that's a much longer trek. Yeah. Um, So I I did see that and I saw where um, like Westbrook's not in any danger of getting suspended or anything for what he did. But yeah, I did see that confrontation. Do you want to congratulate Jason Black? Jason qualified win tickets for Game 2 tomorrow. He's won a Phoenix Suns prize pack as a qualifier. He'll find out tomorrow whether he's won tickets or not. Again, if you want in on this, you want to qualify and maybe win tickets for tomorrow, text the word TICKET to 620-620 or go to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com. We'll call out our next qualifier tomorrow morning in the 7 a.m. hour on Bickley and Murata. Speaking of Dan Bickley, his latest column is up right now at ArizonaSports.com. Reaction to last night's game, looking ahead to Game 2, also up at ArizonaSports.com. Kellen's preview piece for Game 2, kind of looking back at what happened and how to fix it for Game 2, some of the adjustments that you might look to see tomorrow. Check out both of those at ArizonaSports.com. Dan Bickley's latest.
latest, Kellen Olson's latest, all at ArizonaSports.com. I bumped into our buddy Tim Ring last night after the game. I saw him before the game. And um, Tim and I were having a conversation about the bench. And this is something else about last night's game that we need to talk about. Yes. We knew the Clippers were going to have a huge advantage in the bench, right? We know how much deeper they are. It can't be that one. The Suns have to get something better from their bench than what they got last night. They it had, cannot be that overwhelming. Suns had 50, let me go to my, my notes, had 55 minutes of bench play last night, and they got 10 points. 55 total minutes from all the guys that played on the bench. They played a total of 55 minutes. That's those, and that, that's. More, that's more than one full game. Uh, ten points. Ten points. Fifty-five minutes, they got ten points. Totally. And then every one of them was a negative. The worst was probably Biombo. He was terrible last he was night. really bad. But every single Suns player was a negative. Every single Clippers player off their bench was a, was a positive. A yeah. plus. Ish was a, a minus, minus 12. Minus. Okogi was a minus 10. Biombo was a minus 11. Shamit was a minus 14. They got outscored 34-10. And, and like, I, like, I get it. We're not... We're not total dummies here on the Burns and Gamble Show. We understand the Clippers are just built in a much different way than the Suns are, and they're built to be deeper. And so, of course, their bench is going to outscore the Suns' bench. That's just the way they're wired. Yeah, rebounded them, too. It can't be like that, though. The, the, Suns, the, the Suns got, what, their first made basket from a bench player? Third quarter. End of the third quarter, if I remember right. Jock Landale, right? Made the first basket by a bench player in the whole game. That can't happen either. No. Now, two things can help this out. Number one, I hope... Monty Williams goes back to starting Josh Kogi and not Tory Craig because that that's something that baffled the both of us. I, I mean, you, you continuity's a problem enough for the Suns. You had started Josh Kogi every single game when you got Kevin Durant back. Why on earth you would mess with that going into the playoffs and start Craig instead of a Kogi is beyond. He me. had reasoning. I don't believe. I don't agree with it, but he had reasoning. He wanted the bigger player. He out wanted there the bigger to guard player. Kawhi, yeah. and it didn't make any difference. Kawhi was phenomenal last night. It didn't matter if Tory Craig was on him or Kevin Durant was on him or anybody was on him. Not did a good job offensively. He was wide open. I mean, nobody guarded Torrey Craig. I mean, they were, you know, they were worried about guarding Kevin Durant and Booker and even Paul to a certain extent. So the guy that was the beneficiary of all those open looks was Torrey Craig. I mean, every shot was a 10 to 12 foot open jump shot. They were all open. So he was the beneficiary. But I don't understand why, you know, you don't, bro- you don't bro- uh, fix what's not broken. Like, you played eight games with the Koji. You hadn't lost one game. There was chemistry there. They played with them. I don't know why you would have changed that up for game one of the playoffs. Especially for a team that we were talking about, have they gelled enough? Have they had enough time together? Have they played enough together? If you're really worried about that, why would you go changing it up right before the playoffs if you're if you're openly concerned about, okay, let's, we haven't had enough time to gel together, so here's what we do, just to make things more challenging for us, let's change our starting lineup in game one of the playoffs. You know, it, 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 none of it made any sense. None of it all made any sense. Will they go back? Will Monty, does that look, is Monty overreacting to something if he goes back? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do tomorrow. I hope they go back because I think everybody was used to it that way. I think there's a lot of pressure on money. I said this earlier. I just watched a cam slam. Remember the Cam Slams? I do. I think he just posterized Embiid. Oh, Cam Johnson's having a heck of a game. Is he? Oh, he is. I think he's already got 20 points. Oh, my God. I got to see if that's on on Twitter or something somewhere. Oh, there it is. I got to show you this before we talk. You're going to love this. The Cam Slam. One-handed champ. Posterized Embiid. Wow. Cam Johnson just posterized Embiid. Just put Joel Embiid on a poster. Wow. Damn, Cam. Wow. The damn Cam. That is what that is. I'm going to retweet that for anybody on Twitter in case you have I'm going to retweet that. That was a a thing of beauty. I miss those Cam slams. No, listen, that's like... 
but part of the trade, like, you know, your your depth is not good. You don't have, you know, you would have had Cam, you know, last year you had Cam Johnson coming off the bench. This year it was supposed to be Jay Crowder coming off the bench. Like, how much different would the Suns be if they could could have just held on to Cam Johnson in the trade? We'll give you Mikael Bridges. We'll give you all the first-round draft picks. We'll give you Jay Crowder. we got to hold on to Cam Johnson. That one guy would have made such a difference because they don't really have anybody like him. They went out and tried to get Terrence Ross, but he's not Cam Johnson. Yeah. So, man, if they could have just, you know, if they could have just held out, we'll give you the first rounders, we'll give you Mikhail, but we're going to hold on to Cam Johnson. I know, but and it would have helped. Oh boy, it would have helped. But it, it's it's going to be a problem. Look, it's just about every team they play outside of maybe the Denver Nuggets are going to have a better bench than they are, and, and it's 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 part of the deal. It's part of the trade off. Like you said, it's it's you're you're very very top heavy, and that's how it's going to be with the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, and that's okay. You don't need to outscore the Clippers bench. You do need to do better than um, your first made basket by your bench coming at the end of the third quarter. You just you have to do better than that. I I mean, you know, Ross, Terrence Ross, who played a lot in a regular season, doesn't barely play. No, I. you, you know what? I'll tell you right now, he's going to get more minutes tomorrow. I'll virtually guarantee it. He will. How many minutes did he get last night? He played a I'm gonna little, right? I'm going to say six or less. Let's see. I I'm going to say six or either four or six minutes. Four. Four. He played four minutes. Four minutes. Right. I, I, he's in double-digit minutes tomorrow. Um, guarantee it right now. He could shoot. When you you know when you, you space the floor, you got to have somebody who can knock down some open shot. He's not afraid to take him either. But that's that. therein lies some of the problem, too. If he's on the court, if you want to get the ball, Terrence Ross, there's not a shot he's ever met that he didn't love. And that's the problem with Monty's bench. He's either got a bunch of defensive guys or he's got a bunch of offensive guys and he doesn't have any of both. He does, he's got a bunch of one-way players on his bench and last night he clearly opted for defense. I bet there's more of an overcorrection tomorrow night and he opts a little bit more for the offense with Terrence Ross. Something else that hurt the bench, no campaign. He didn't play last night. I think that hurt them a lot. Oh, because they played so slow. They played, the pace was awful last night. Campaign would have helped with that. He would have helped with the bench. I think having Torrey Craig not on the bench and in the starters kind of messed with the flow of a Kogi because he's not used to those guys. They're not used to him. It's just, all of it was just, was odd. I, I, I didn't, the Torrey Craig starting thing I get the size and the matchup and wanting to defend Kawhi better. I, I but what you did to your bench and how you changed those rotations, it just seemed like a big overthink going into game one. When you sort of established as best you could roles for everybody and what everybody was gonna do and what everybody was gonna be, and then to go mix that up right before game one, I just didn't think That's really why like there's a lot of pressure on Monty. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure on him to figure this out and make the adjustments that are necessary to win a basketball game. Register to win tickets to see Foo Fighters, good show, on October 3rd at Talking Stick Resort Amphitheater. Head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for event details and for your chance to win. So it's the first time they're starting a series from behind. How do the Suns prepare for that tomorrow? We look ahead to Game 2 next, Burns and Gambo. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? And it's brought to you by Global Credit Union. 12 branches here to serve you. Become a member today at globalcu.org. Diamondbacks baseball is on right now, and they are winning one nothing. Middle of the fifth inning on a Cattell Marte RBI single in the top of the first. And so far, that's it. Merrill Kelly, you'll be happy to know, Gambo. 
No walks in oh, four innings. That's, that's the Merrill Kelly we all know and love. He's given up two hits, obviously no runs, no walks, one strikeout so far. He's thrown 49 pitches through his four innings, so he's been very, very efficient. He is carving up the St. Louis Cardinals, knock on wood. Good, so yeah. Far. Good, it's a good hitting team. So Goldie's um, not in the lineup tonight, though. No Goldie in the lineup. It's not hurt, is it? I missed something with Goldie. I haven't paid attention to it. It's just a rest day. I actually saw a tweet from Jody Jackson with Valley Sports. She said that Lavello joked with Goldie that Goldie's trying to duck them. Oh, is that what it is? Way to poke the bear, Tori. Good job. Um, it's also a good start. 322, one homer, eight RBIs, batting 322. Yeah, just a day off. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're doing well. Jack Flaherty's gone five, two hits, giving up the one earned run, struck out three. That game is on right now, and then Cambo mentioned it. Did you tweet it out, the Cam? I did. The, the Cam Slam. The Cam. The Cam, Cam Slam. Woo. I got people like, can we do a mulligan? Can we get an annulment? I mean, there are people that still, you know, especially when you lose, right? Everybody comes yes. out of the wood. Oh, we should have made that trade. Of course. Kevin Durant may lead you to a championship, but if you lose a game, everybody's like, man, I wish we had Cam and Mikhail back. I had so many of those messages last night. Then I just posted the Cam Slam where it posterized Joel Embiid, and there's people like, oh, can we redo that trade? How How long do you have to redo it? And No, you got Kevin Durant. You're all in on Kevin Durant. If you don't win, I mean... I know you. You said you're not going to have any regrets. Not a one. One way or another. Not a one. I personally said that I would not have made the trade. Yes. I would not have made the trade. So at least I can say if they don't win, hey, I told you so. But if they do win, I can't take the credit for, like, I'm because I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. I wouldn't have made Mitch, the trade. Mitch, you were going to jump in and say something? I was going to say someone in our mentions is already asking, are Mikhail and Cam going to make it further than KD and Book in the playoffs? And I'm like, really? <laughs> man. It's a rough crowd, I got man. people like, can we just bring Cam back? He is a restricted. He is a free agent. He's a free. He is a free agent. Yes, we can't afford him. It's a good thing him. that CBA is about to kick in next yeah, year. No, yeah, now we can afford him. Yeah, uh, twenty-two points on nine of thirteen shooting, four of seven from three. The Nets are beating the Sixers forty-nine forty-four at the half. Uh, Cam Johnson's got twenty-two of the Nets forty-nine points. Mikael Bridges uh, not a good night. He's one of six, oh four from distance. He's got nine points, but six assists so far tonight. So we'll watch. But then, of course, later tonight. I'm excited. Sacramento Warriors game two. I know. I'm very know. excited to watch that game. I, listen, game one delivered on every single measurable it, it out did. there. It delivered. It did. They have a great coach in Mike Brown. The Aaron Fox and Malik Monk, the Kentucky connection, those guys were phenomenal. Now, they overcame a not a great game by Sabonis. Herder didn't play well. But those two guys, I was talking about shot making. The shot making, that, that's the Suns didn't have that last night. If you look around the league the first couple of games, Donovan Mitchell, shot making unreal. Malik Monk, the Aaron Fox, shot making unreal. Brunson with the Knicks, shot making unreal. You know, so you got to have that. The Suns have two guys very capable of doing that in Booker and Durant. You know, 10 for 19, just shot making. And, and it was really special in the playoffs in those first couple. Austin Reeves yes, with the Lakers. A lot of shot making. I am him. He is me. <laughs> Whatever it is. You know? I'm I don't him. understand what that I'm him. I'm him. What does that even mean? Like, what does that mean? I'm the man. It's basically your, your way of saying I'm the man. I'm him. It's the new saying, Gambo. It is the new Why saying. Why don't you say, I'm the man? Remember, like, like I'm him, I'm him. We can use a local example. When Kyler Murray is running around in circles for about 25 seconds before yeah. he gets the two-point conversion, he is him. Yeah. That's him. When he made that play, like, I'm him. Yeah, okay, you are. 
I'm him. I'm him. I don't even know what that means, but okay. He was shouting it and everything. Shot making. The shot making was great. Like LeBron didn't play a good game, and they won. Hashimura was great, and uh, and they won that basketball game. But I like that. I've liked this Sacramento team all year, and I did say I think that they have a shot to beat the Warriors. I really do. Now they might not, but they are a very talented offensive basketball. The problem is defense because Sabonis is not a rim protector. But you don't need to be a rim protector when you. You play the Warriors. No. I, I just look, I, I, I'm rooting for Sacramento. I'd like to get the Warriors out of this tournament as soon as possible because I don't, I, I don't, I fear them. I respect them. But at this point, I'm just more about the entertainment value. It, that game one between those two teams was unbelievably entertaining. Draymond Green. I, I think la- I think tonight's game is going to be greatly yeah. entertaining. I'm more looking forward to that than I am like a rooting interest for either of these teams. What were we going to say about yeah, Green? Yeah, Draymond Green. I mean, after the game, they said, hey, you know, the atmosphere. And he like, wow, like this, that atmosphere was unbelievable. Like he didn't give a bad, they gave a great answer as to how great the atmosphere was. Yeah. All right. So um, tomorrow, we're obviously going to spend a big chunk of our show previewing tomorrow's game two. There's no rest in this series at all. It's just you play and you're off and you play and you're off and that's how this series is going to go. Generally speaking, I would imagine a lot of what we're looking for in tomorrow's game is a correction from all the stuff that we didn't like in yesterday's game. Probably yeah, number one, more touches for Kevin Durant. More touches right? for Kevin Durant. He's going to play all those minutes. He's got to get the touches. That's number one. Um you know, number two is the bench play, I think. The bench play has to, you got to figure out a rotation of where bench guys can actually contribute compared to being a zero, because they were a zero last night. I mean, they were all in, they were all a minus, where the Clippers guys were all a plus. I don't know what you could do about Kawhi. Like, I think Kawhi's going to get his points. You know, maybe there'll be a game where he doesn't, but for the most part, it's very difficult to, he's such a great player. He's going to get his. You just want to kind of stop everybody else. Who was their second leader scorer? Was that Gary Gordon, Gordon, right? Gordon, Eric Gordon yeah. was their second leading scorer. Um, you got to try to figure out how to not give up all those offensive rebounds. I mean, it was, what, 11 more shots for the Clippers and the Suns? Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. big difference in the game. And the Suns have to take some th- some more threes. They've got to knock down some threes. But you can't give up all those offensive rebounds and uh, let Russell Westbrook and, man, those guys run all over the place get them. So they've got to have a more concentrated effort on when the shot goes up, making sure you grab that defensive rebound so they don't keep keep possession. I want to see them. Play more tomorrow, not think as much. The Suns were thinking way too much last night. Totally, it, it slowed them down. It sl- it gummed up the whole machinery. It, it really did. It, and that the first that slow start, that no energy, that was the Suns out there like looking at what the Clippers were doing. Go, huh? Well, we weren't expecting that. What exactly do we do? How do we counter it? And it were, everything was moving slow because they were thinking, not playing. And they weren't getting stops. They weren't getting rebounds, which means they weren't getting out in transition. So they couldn't just play. I want to see the Suns think less tomorrow and just play. Just hoop. How many times have we heard that from Chris Paul or Devin Booker or Kevin Durant? Man, we just hoop. We love to hoop. Go out there and hoop. Play, don't, fa- play faster. Play faster. Don't think. Don't. Just don't play faster. You don't have that little spinning wheel of death like on your computer screen or your iPhone or anything like you're waiting for. No, just go play. Play faster. The games slow down in the playoffs. They do. But you've there are times where you you know, you, you grab a rebound, get in transition. Yeah. You could have transition offense in playoff games. It happens all the time. You you're don't allowed, have to play half court all the time. You're allowed to 
get a it. rebound and run. You're allowed to do it. We'll have a lot more about Game 2 tomorrow. We'll preview it. It's tomorrow at 7 o'clock at Footprint Center. Uh, great previews again from Kellen Olson at ArizonaSports.com. You can read the latest from Dan Bickley as well at ArizonaSports.com. That is going to do it for us. We are out of here. We'll see you tomorrow straight up 2 o'clock right here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Have a great night, everyone. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Get the car.